some bad news. I knew it. I love when he does that. Well, once you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. So, so good luck. Okay, good luck. You say rock bottom, but like, it just seems like things keep getting worse. What What is rock bottom? Who decides what's the bottom of all this? I mean, seriously, you go, okay, today is Friday, and I woke up in Cleveland, and I'm going, how much worse can it get? Buffalo, all your babbling is interfering with my machine. So for the next few minutes, please just do me a favor and kindly Something to my god, Sandy Liza, and a little girl named Corinne. Some say the black of the belly, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give a holler to my sister's own welfare. Two black kids, if don't nobody else care. And uh, I know they like to beat you down a lot. When you come around the block, brothers clown a lot. Dry your eyes, never let up Forgive, but don't forget, girl, keep your head up And when he tells you you ain't nothing, don't believe him And if you can't learn to love you, you should leave him Cause sister, you don't need him. And I ain't trying to gash up, I just call him how I see You know what makes me unhappy that When brothers make babies and leave a young mother to be a cat And since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman And I came from a woman I wonder why we take from our women, why we rape our women, do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women, time to heal our women, be real to our women. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. And since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. So will the real men get up? I know you're fed up, ladies, but keep your head up.
And uh, to all the ladies having babies on their own, I know it's kind of rough and you're feeling all alone. Daddy's long gone and he left you by your lonesome. Thank the Lord for my kids, even if nobody else wants them. Cause I think we can make it, in fact, I'm sure. And if you fall, stand tall and come back for more. Cause ain't nothing worse than when your son wants to know why his daddy don't love him no more. You can't complain, you was dealt this hell of a hand without a man feeling helpless. Because there's too many things for you to deal with. Dying inside, but outside you're looking big. While the tears is rolling down your cheek, your daddy hoping things don't all fall this week. Cause if it did, you couldn't take it. And don't blame me, I was given this world, I didn't make it. And now my son's getting older and older and cold from having the world on his shoulders. While the rich kids are driving bins, I'm still trying to hold on to surviving friends. And it's crazy, it seems I'll never let up. But please, you got to keep your head up. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to episode 308 of the Hoots Podcast. The road to 500 continues here. It is May 5th, 2022. Happy Cinco de Mayo for those who choose to celebrate it today. Get your freak on. Get the uh, get the good food as well. <laughs> Can't go wrong with the food, right? I, I mean, it is one of my four food groups. I will say that. Yes. Mexican food is one of my four food groups, but... So, happy Cinco de Mayo. A lot of crazy stuff going on this week, uh, especially in my world as well. But especially uh, a lot going on in wrestling this week. Oof. World of professional wrestling never seems to slow down, and it's good. It's good. Uh, um, very fortunate the fact that you can make a living off of professional wrestling. No. Oh. <laughs> but you're not here for that. This is uh, your weekly escape of nonsense and debates and social media rhetoric it is known as the hoots podcast i am yours truly the nefarious bar adam aka josh lopez you can follow me now on twitter and instagram at josh lopez media i made that change easy so you guys can find me easier that way also if you want to see me do some guitar covers on instagram make sure to check out at josh lopez music you guys know how much music means to me so i still try my best to keep up with my guitar playing even though I uh, covered 20 wrestling shows a week. <laughs> um, we're getting a full, you guys are getting a full length edition. Uh, you, you see, I'm not alone on the screen. Uh, John Cena's not here. We do have somebody in, <laughs> in the screen here. Let's bring in the Yang to my Yang, the good brother of all good brothers, the director of operations himself, Brother Carter, Derek Stoughton. What's going on, my man? Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the sick. Wait, that's not right. We live and in living color this week, baby. We back. Oh, baby, we back. This has been the first show since uh, episode 300. So thrilled to be back, man. It's, you know, I'm on my summer vacation now. No. So I'm having the opportunity to be back. And, uh, you know, during the summer times, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know, I tend to be on more often during the summer months because I have a little more time and able to spend time with the good brother of all good brothers, the fairest brother, Adam. But your boy, the man, the myth, the legend, the people's choice, people's champ, the best of all time is in living color. He's in the house. The director of operations, the scribe of, wait, no, you're the scribe. I'm Sir Derrico. This is my kingdom. I am the director of operations and I'm glad to be back with you, brother. Let's have some fun today. You know, I'm about to close up another trip around the sun, if you will. How so? Uh, this life uh, coming up on Saturday, 
I'm turning uh, 28 this oh, year. Um, so it's going to be a fun birthday weekend. Um, I, got, I want to give a shout out really quick to my cousin Vince and my newest cousin, uh, Michelle. They are getting married uh, tomorrow. Um, so just celebrate some time with them. We got Mother's Day coming up on Sunday as well. Just a lot of crazy things at birthdays times. And well, hold on, Josh. Hold on just a minute here. Hopefully this will work. Bring your friends for that's free. not what I want. Hold on just a minute. <laughs> just a minute. For Sorry, that's an ad. We don't want that. Hold on. Here we go. Okay, this is kind of a weird version. But we're playing anyway. Joshy. Sorry. Thank you for it, Carter. I'll right. now because I need to ask a question. Am I due for a performance evaluation? Oh, you're absolutely due for a performance evaluation today. I will be watching closely. I have my clipboard handy. The clipboard that does also contain other items. That that's true. Including a list, which is always at the standby, should it be necessary. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. One thing with the list of Derrico, card is subject to change. Oh, the card is always subject to change with the list of Derrico. <laughs> uh, well, well, we're we'll, we're going to get into it later on in our main event segment because uh, apparently now I have to add magic to the list of Derrico, which we'll get into, which we'll get into a little bit later on. <laughs> Danny, uh, Danny, magic. I can't. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait, Josh, for our segment. So let's keep it rolling because I want to get to this. I want to get to our main event segment. We got a big show today, Josh. We also have some predictions at the end of the show. That's right. It is, it is his WrestleMania Backlash weekend, so it should be a fun weekend. Yes, I dubbed this episode the Royal Backlash. Ah, very good. Um, so we'll get to those predictions in this week in WWE. Um, really quick, before we get to the Q&A, because that's how we usually start off the show, there's a couple things I want to mention uh, regarding the show. Um First off, subscribe to our podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast from, type in the search engine, uh, search engine on Google. Just type in the Hoops Podcast. It'll drop you to every link you need to go to for your favorite podcasting platform of choice. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast. It'll mean a lot to myself and Bert Carter. And um, um, I think in a couple weeks, uh, not next week, but the week after that, I might be taking uh, a week off from the Hoops Podcast. I'm going to Covine with Brian Carter and the other good brothers and see how we could uh, schedule that episode out for you guys. So uh, I just want to give you guys a heads up for that. Um, even Joshy uh, <laughs> needs to slow down a bit. <laughs> slow down. <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> but um, yeah, uh, we got a lot of fun stuff. So let's kick it off with the bangers we usually do with the good brothers Q&A session. As always, if you ever want to ask us a question, all you have to do is send us a question to at Josh Lopez Media or the Hoots Podcast at gmail.com. Let's start yeah. off with the good brother Chris Zaletta at Xscenes Zaletta 24X. Um, actually, Chris is going to Backlash on Sunday at the now hear this out, Dunkin' Donuts Center uh, in Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> um, the only 
references I have to Providence, Rhode Island is the uh, Friendly Tap, which was a funny uh, location bar for the old bar fights of uh, the APA and the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. And uh, shout, shout out to referee Tim White. <laughs> and the second reference to that is Flaky Waterfall from Oviedo, Florida, because that's actually your home, hometown. But that's here <laughs> there. Hopefully you get some positive stuff for Providence, Rhode Island. This the, the only thing I know about <laughs> Providence is I believe that was the home of a Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn from Dumb and Dumber. I believe they were from Providence, Rhode Island. So that's true. Where's that? Uh, <laughs> Hey, Chris, uh, if, if you want, um, and shout out to Chris, uh, if you want to get a live report on WrestlingRumors.net, let me know. We'd love to get your feedback of what was like at the show. So uh, hit me up on social media, and we'll see if we can make that happen. All right. Let's hear what uh, Chris has to say. Uh, first one, thoughts on the recent list of NXT cuts. Um, Brother Carter, I know you're not able to catch up on NXT 2.0, but was this a news item that – Rest your brain threshold recently. It did. And, um, you know, as we know, Josh, cuts are part of the business, and it's just uh, the way it is. The one that surprised me was Dakota Kai, and I think that surprised a lot of people. Um, I think she has a lot of talent, and I think that she has a lot of things going for it. It sounds like um, just creative had nothing for her, and she just requested a release, which I don't – you know, I fine. You know, I, I we certainly wish her all the best. Um, uh, I So – that the, the rest of them, I didn't really know much about those characters, um, but I did know a lot about Dakota Kai. So I was, that was the one I was most surprised about, I think. And I'm sure that was the one that surprised a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it certainly surprised me, too. Uh, I've been a big advocate for Dakota Kai for a long while. Uh, I thought she's, you know, there's always these narratives and theories about NXT not being able to produce uh, authentic homegrown talent, but I thought Dakota Kai and herself was one of those exceptions to the rule. Yep. And, uh, I always enjoyed her work. Uh, I got to see her uh, heel turn at the War Games in person when they had that whole NXT Raw SmackDown Survivor Series weekend. That was mm-hmm. an awesome moment. Uh, I always enjoyed her work. Uh, Malcolm Bivens is another one to me. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. just from an entertainment point of view, the guy is very entertaining, and I have a, I want to say I have a personal relationship with uh, Malcolm Bivens, but um, I had a chance to interview the former Stokely Hathaway a few years back on the Pro Wrestling Experience when he was with Ring of Bonner. So I've just been very happy for his success and his journey in wrestling. And the guy is very entertaining, and I thought he did – uh, some good stuff on Diamond Mine. Um, like you said, cuts are cuts. And, you know, it's hard for me to really get emotionally upset or whatever when it comes to these releases as part of the industry. I know that as myself, as an independent contractor, nothing in this industry, especially professional wrestling, is linear or guaranteed. And um, I, I wish them nothing but the best. There's other ones that stood out, like Persia Parada, who was uh, starting to get some more momentum in TV time. Uh, she had a little program with Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Uh, again, Dexter Loomis is another one that was part oh, of Oh, that's right. I forgot Dexter Loomis got cut. That that yeah. one really surprised me, too, because it sounds like he had quite a, a following. Um, and, you know, he was doing some really great stuff with Indy Hartwell. And so where I, I guess I wonder where that leaves Indy Hartwell as well. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. You know I'm, I don't know. I'm. Yeah, it's, but, but you said, John, well, anything in the ind- entertainment industry, like if uh, unless you are the top of the top of the top of the top, you know, um, it's not nothing is ever really safe. So, again, we wish them all the best. Uh, there's great places for hopefully for all of them to land. And um, we certainly wish them all the best in their future endeavors. Yes. 
Uh, let's go to the next one for Chris here. He says, um, who will be in the NBA Finals this year? Lordy. Oh, <laughs> uh, too bad I don't care for the NBA anymore. I don't either. I, I, I don't really either. Um, uh, if I had to take a guess, um, Chris, I'll go with a rematch of last year, uh, Milwaukee and the Suns. Yeah, I'm just looking at the field right now. Um, I'm yeah, I'm looking at the field. I kind of like yeah, I like the idea of Milwaukee. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, Milwaukee's playing well. Golden State's playing well. Um, Dallas has really been playing well lately. I mean, Luca's really starting to come into his own. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know either. I don't really follow the NBA that closely either. Um, I just know that mega superstars are out and that big three teams are no longer a thing because <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets are a complete dumpster fire. The LA Lakers are a complete dumpster fire. And everyone thought, oh, that's going to be – that's it. There's your finals now that we've got – you know, you have KD with Kyrie and James Harden. But nope, Kyrie is a joke. Um, James Harden can't c- – come through in the playoffs the la lakers are a disaster I, it's and a lot of people say that when those teams aren't good it's bad for basketball but i again i don't follow it that closely so i don't know but um this but big three that 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 era is over yeah um jay's Harden doesn't look like himself whatsoever uh it's just not a good look mm-hmm. um Let's see. Let's go to the next one here. Uh, yeah. he says, James Harden should shave his beard and say that he's his younger brother. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he'll improve. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> he's Jim who, Harden now. Who wants to hear Zeke speak? <laughs> oh, uh, great. All right. Um, sad, this one's for me. I'm satisfied with the Bears draft results. Uh, again, uh, the NFL draft is the ultimate crapshoot in professional sports. I can't tell you who's who from what's ass. Um, <laughs> and I don't keep that close of attention to college football to give you an expert opinion. I kind of defer to Bernard Carter for that point of view. But um, uh, I talked about it last week. Uh, my main positions I wanted them to address at least was the secondary and the um, offensive line. And I think they did that in a good fashion. Um, again, I, I just don't know much about college football to say, oh, this is a A-plus draft, or I saw Dan Orlovsky, what a clown. Uh, the other day, he was, he was giving the team a what? He said this, a WTF fudge. So <laughs> WT fudge uh, instead of an F. <laughs> oh, oh lord um yeah so i i, I just think it's so goofy the like draft grades and these proclamations that it sees the super bowl contender off their draft like how the hell do you know yeah well you say it all every year you never know who's going to make the transition well to the nfl i mean look at guys like george kittle who was picked in the fifth i think he was picked in the fifth round yeah. um stefan diggs i think was a late round pick too um but then you have guys like Cooper Cup, who exploded this year, you know, he was a third round pick out of an FCS school out of Eastern Washington. So, but then you have guys like Baker Mayfield and Mitch Trubisky and, you know, who they were top first round first, you know, top 10 picks in the draft and they've amounted to absolutely nothing. So you just never know who's going to make the transition. Well, the thing about this year's draft, this was a very, very defensive heavy draft and wide receivers. Um, This is the most wide receivers ever. And I think, the explosion of wide receivers last year really helped with that. You know, when you had 
again, Cooper Cup with his explosions. You had Devontae Smith coming out of Alabama last year, making a name right away for the Eagles. By the way, watch out for the Eagles next year. They got a lot better on draft night when they got A.J. Brown, when they were to get A.J. Brown. So cool, cool it down there, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, my bad, Mr. Mitchell McNeil. Cool it down over there. Hey, I, listen, I'm just saying. I, I listen. Okay, that busting balls. Hey, no, listen. You better. All right, that's minus five on your performance evaluation there, Lopez. You ain't coming. He ain't gonna come on here. And now I'm making my return to this show, and you ain't gonna come out of here and bash the director of operations for giving the treat. <laughs> I know you think I'm oh Derek Kellerman or whatever, but I ain't listen. I ain't coming out here. Oh, I haven't. I haven't got there yet. We're not at that point yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I think the Eagles. Um, and I, I don't know if there's a question about overall NFL draft, but um, uh, there yeah. is one actually. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. Uh, I I'm just excited to see how the football season play out. Like every football season, like. <laughs> I mean, just being realistic, it, it's not. I'm not putting my enjoyment uh, for this upcoming season on whether or not the Bears are going to make the playoffs. They got a new GM, a new head coach. It, it, I feel like they have nothing to lose at this point. They need to build the foundation first before setting any expectations and stuff like that. So, um, next question. Yes, um, which teams had a solid draft for this past weekend? Yep, there it is. Um, so I think a couple teams look of our, I, I think the Jets had an excellent draft and I, they got, they really filled some holes. Um, so I think that they, I think to watch out for the Jets next year, um, there had been rumors that they were going to try to get DK Metcalf. I think that that fell through, but, um, they've got some young talent. So I think watch out for the Jets. Um, I think watch out for the Baltimore Ravens. I think they had a really good draft, um, uh, and again, I, I say watch out for the Eagles, man. I, and I said that before, but I think yeah, they I'm, while they didn't, I mean, they drafted a few folks and that's fine, but you get A.J. Brown in there with Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts is starting to play really well. They got a couple solid running backs. Uh, watch out for the Eagles, man, especially if they can buff up their defensive side of the ball. Look out, man. And look at who's going to compete with them in the NFC least. <laughs> I mean, it, it ain't going to be the Cowboys. ain't going to be the Giants. I mean, Washington Commanders. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I, right. <laughs> I, I, to me, I think that the Eagles are going to steamroll that that division next year, which will make me very happy because anytime the Cowboys lose, I'm very happy. But so those are some teams I thought did really well on draft night. Uh, the NC Lease is like the never-ending abyss. <laughs> or careers go to die. Anything that can't happen will happen. Hey, it's, like, it's like AEW. <laughs> it's where careers go to die. Oh Lord! <laughs> All right, next question. Um, did the right woman walk out uh, ROH Women's Champion last night? Uh, that's hard because I don't get to watch a lot of ROH. But just what I know about the two, I would say yes because I think I think Mercedes Martinez. I mean, I think both are terrific. Um, and we're going to get into this when we get into the, our flagship segment, but it seemed like the crowd didn't care at all for this yeah. match, which was unfortunate because I thought that this was actually a good match. So, um, and both superstars are, are are talented, but yes, I think Mercedes Martinez walking out with the ROH Women's Championship was the right call. Um, yeah, my issue is not whether who the right person won. I, it's just the circumstances and the execution of all that that last night that. 
let the sour taste in my mouth, Chris. Um, yeah, I, this whole thing with Ring of Honor and the Forbidden Door, like putting the pay-per-view to the side, like the United Center show, like I'm putting that to the side. I'm not lumping that into this concept thing that we talk about each week because like I'm I'm excited for that pay-per-view, but everything with the the concept of the Forbidden Door and AEW working with other companies is such it's like a two-faced lie, but nobody wants to admit it or bring it up because just the presentation and how it goes is just I don't know, Burkhart. We got a lot to discuss about that in in the final segment. I know it's. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll yes. get into it. Yes. Uh, you, know, you know what's funny about the show? Whenever we're on together, it's always like we'll get into it. It we'll get into it. You hey, know, because... we got the most entertaining segment in all professional wrestling podcasting. It is what it is. Yes, <laughs> Josh, whenever I listen to the recaps of our shows, like if I can't, if I have to be on via satellite. The first thing I always jump to is what the hell is wrong with AEW because it is the flagship segment. It is the best segment in all of wrestling podcasting. Yes, it's uh, if you really need a good laugh, what the hell is wrong with AEW is the cure for you. We are uh, not afraid to call out the bullshit. A quick couple shout outs for you. Quick shout out to my guy, Rob Aurelius from ARCG Media in the chat box here on Facebook. What's going oh, on, wonderful. brother? Uh, shout out to Big Ace. Uh, Ace, uh, who did a lot of shows with of me and Adam in the past. Uh, two, by the way, check out Ace's podcast, the Two Count Wrestling Comedy Podcast. It's very, very good. You guys should check it out. Ace is a longtime OG good brother. So what's going on, Deuce? Um, awesome. Yeah, shout out to everybody. We're doing our Q&A session right now. So if you have any questions for us, don't be shy. Just hit us up in the uh, chat box here. Uh, so, Burkhart, you want to go to the next one? Sure, let's do it. All right, cool. Next question. Who will win the Meds Owen Hart Cup? Uh, Orange mm. Cassidy. I'm kidding. He's- oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, I only brought that up because they did show the graphic of the Joker. I've just thrown it out there. Have you heard Have you heard the latest um, AEW r- r- rumor that's going around or the idiots? Have you heard the Have you heard about Cesaro? No, I haven't. The newest one is that. You know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's been this cameraman that's been dressed in all black around right. ringside. They're saying that that's Cesaro, and he's been making his – he's been making – you know, he's been in AEW for a while, and he's just going to reveal himself eventually. So that's the that's the latest um, scuttlebutt on the internet about <laughs> AEW. Such riveting shit, pal. <laughs> um, we'll get into it, but who do you think the Joker might be? I would put it past him if it's uh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, you know what, Brother Carter? I I think that um, when it comes to this, I, I feel they might want to bring in somebody from a different company because they usually do this when they want to debut somebody or somebody from like Impact or New Japan. Yeah, for sure. I can see that. Like, what was surprising is somebody like Fred Rosser, uh, the former Darren Young, would show up. Or, oh, yeah. Uh, Tom Lawler uh, wouldn't be a bad pick either. You know, if it was up to me and, you know, we have a great Canadian that we're honoring. By the way, Owen Hart's birthday is on Saturday as well. Very nice. Uh, uh, and shout out to Kevin Owens as well. Another May 7th birthday as well. Uh, great day, May 7th it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I I think it would be cool if they brought Josh Alexander 
as oh yeah that would be good joker so i would say what think about him maybe i just you know it's going to be one of those ones where they 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 have a joker they bring him in and then he this person is obscured back to irrelevancy to make way for the undisputed elite (laughs) yes for sure uh who i think is gonna win the tournament oh yeah uh man I say either Darby Allen or Adam Cole. That's, that, that's probably my pick. Those were the two I was going to go with. Would be um, Darby, and I'm going to go with Darby is going to be the winner of the Owen Hart Cup. Um, but I think it's going to be. I could see our Allen versus Cole in the final. Will they see me? Could they meet in the finals? No, they're in the same side of the bracket. Okay, yeah. uh, I think that could be, actually end up being a good match um, when that uh, when that happens. Um, but yeah, I like I like Darby Allen winning the whole thing. We got a question here from Rob. He says, uh, do you think this year's WrestleMania was stupendous? Uh, in the words of Corey Gra- Grace, yes, and a hundred times, yes. Yeah, absolutely. This year's WrestleMania was awesome. Um, what was your favorite moment of the weekend, Josh? Oh, man. Too much to pick from. Um, you know what? <laughs> All right. It's right here. Ah, good choice. Good choice. Straight from the American Airlines Center, uh, a WWE production hand. We're passing this off to people at ringside. They're smacked up before the Hall of Fame ceremony. Awesome. Uh, let's get a little closer so you can see the whole thing. There you go. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, my favorite moment for me this uh, past WrestleMania weekend, outside of, by the way, hanging out with the brother Rob in person. Uh, we had a great time at Dallas. Uh, the favorite moment for me uh, personally was seeing Undertaker go into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Uh, I think he's my all-time favorite wrestler. To, so to see that moment was definitely suspe- uh, stupendous in itself. It's something that I'll never forget. Um, also, you know, I, I'm not a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I'll make, make no bones about it. That team sucks and their fans are nauseating. But they Correct. definitely have the coolest sports venue that I've ever attended in person. Uh, that place is really cool. Uh, I, I enjoy my seats, even though I would prefer being in the press box because, you know, I am actually a media member. Uh, but <laughs> nonetheless, I, I had a great time at the shows, and um, it was just awesome. You know, and then, you know, as a kid, I I think I went to a show uh, in the late 90s, but I don't recall as a kid of seeing Snow Cold perform in person. So to see that and what he did with Kevin Owens and then the next night with Pat McAfee and Vince – uh, you know, if that was the last stunner for Vince, it's quite apropos because it went the same way the first one did. Right, right. So, <laughs> uh, yes, WrestleMania 38 was definitely stupendous. Yeah, man, I agree with you. I think the Taker uh, Hall of Fame speech was that was an incredible moment. Um, for me, my, one of my favorite moments. Uh, it's a tie between the Undertaker and seeing Cody Rhodes. Like that was just really, really <clears throat> that was really cool, and like that reaction that he got. And you can just see the the smile on his face of how happy he was to be back, and um and you and you and like and we'll get into this when we talk into this week in WWE, but it's just you see how happy he is. You can just see how genuinely happy he is on his face to be back in WWE and getting to work with the top talent. So for me, that that was that was my favorite moment of the weekend. Yes. Um, all right, let's go to the next question here. Um, who will win the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament? I'll take this one yep. real quick. Um, uh, I'm going to go with either Roxanne Perez or Fallon Henley. That would be my two picks. And the only reason I'm picking Fallon Henley is because uh, her last name 
uh, reminds me of Don Henley of the Eagles. So, <laughs> um, um, is is the uh, the 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 person known as Roxy? Is she in this? Yes, that's Roxanne Perez. That's okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was going to say either her or um, uh, Nikita Lyons would be isn't because I think Nikita Lyons is in it, isn't she? No, she's doing her own push right now. She oh, she has a lot of uh, stock going into her right now. I will say that. Look out for her. I know that's that's what I was thinking too. So, but yeah, then I, I like the idea of of um, I'm, I'm losing again. I don't watch a lot of NXT 2.0, and uh, and I feel bad about that. But uh, yeah, I think that that's going to be that uh, Roxanne Perez. I like that idea of her um, winning the breakout tournament. All right, let's go to the next one here. Hey, real uh, quick, Josh, do you ever think that they would have another May Young Classic where they started to bring in some other talent to have them compete as one-offs? I certainly don't think that's a bad idea. Um, I think a lot of the things that we've been looking forward to, like Cruiserweight Classics and other tournaments like that, has been kind of put on hold because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, because um, now things are starting to get lifted up again. And I, I, this thing is not over yet, obviously, but um, – uh, as things are starting to simmer down a bit with COVID, I think we could get stuff like that or another uh, Cruiserweight Classic or uh, I would love to see another NXT uh, uh, tournament uh, for UK. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool as well. Um, that's still your well, favorite. That's still your favorite brand right now, isn't it? NXT UK? Yeah. For me, my personal favorite show weekly is uh, NXT UK. Uh, if you want pure wrestling and stuff like that, NXT UK is the best show. And shout out to Andy Shepard and Nigel McGinn, who I think may be the best broadcasting team in the business outside of uh, Cole and uh, McAfee, of course. Um, yeah, I, I love me some NXT UK. Uh, next question here. Uh, this one's about New Japan, so I'll have to take this one. Uh, thoughts on... Uh, New Japan Wrestling Dontaku this past weekend. Um, fun show, five hours to type out <laughs> this past Sunday. Uh, literally, I almost got 5,000 words in that article <laughs> that I typed out this past Sunday. Uh, it was a long show, but a lot of great matches. Um, I loved the Hiroshi Tanahashi Tomohiro Ishii uh, match. Uh, for the vacated U.S. title in New Japan. So Tanahashi won that one. I hope Tanahashi and Ishii are in the same brackets in the G1 Climax tournament this year. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, they announced uh, Bernard Carter uh, the return to the uh, Best of the Super Juniors uh, tournament, which should be taking place starting next week. But the cool thing is they're bringing people from the United States into this year's tournament. Uh, so like guys like Ace Austin uh, from Impact, uh, TJP, uh nice. lots of other guys as well so i think that's pretty cool so they had that announcement there um what else again there's just a lot of good matches on the show uh uh tamataga becoming the never open weight champion i thought that was cool him being the evil that was a good match uh then you had uh ishimori become the junior there was a lot of title changes for this uh wrestling dontaku show uh, i think it's definitely the best pay-per-view that new japan has done this year uh, outside of Wrestle Kingdom, of course. Um, and then, you know, the last match, Okada and Naito, was fantastic. And then they had that whole running with Jay White. And, you know, Juice Robinson is not part of the Bullet Club and all that that went down. The Goof Brothers. I'm not, I'm not saying Good Brothers. I'm calling the Goof Brothers. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so all the Bullet Club are back together under Jay White's leadership. 
and uh, Jay White will be fighting Okada at uh, New Japan's SummerSlam, otherwise known as Dominion, on uh, June twelfth. Great. Yes. Bullet Club is all you know. Whoop de doo. Yay. <laughs> are you looking for? Okay, I'll ask. Are you looking forward to the Forbidden Door show at the end of June? Um. <clears throat> I'm excited for it because it's a great show at the United Center. Right. i for the city more than the show itself. Sure. Um, I'll say that I'll be rooting for New Japan <laughs> at that show. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think on paper, like, you look at some of the matches, there could be some really – there's probably going to be some really great matches. At yeah, this of show. course. You and, know, it's it – and I'm it, sure we'll get into this when we get into our segment, but um, – yeah, I just I, we'll get into it when we get into our segment. Uh, yeah, the only thing else I wanted to say about is that like um, I got a chance to go to the Windy City Ride show uh, a couple weeks ago at the Odium Expo Center, where ECW used to do a couple events in Chicago. They're actually tearing it down oh. uh, that building. Uh, it was the last wrestling show they were having there. But my point I wanted to make is that you know I I've been covering New Japan like every show they've done for the last four or five years. So to finally get to see some of these guys perform in person, uh, it's always a cool, special moment for me, you know? <laughs> like, right. uh, you know, I I finally got to see uh, Minoru Suzuki match in person. That, that was really cool. Now you get Tanahashi and Okada and those guys coming into uh, the U.S. That's going to be pretty cool as well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, and I think a lot of people are going to, want to see that because they don't may, may not get to see them uh obviously you can't travel to japan to yeah. japan so no that'll be great um thank you chris for the questions this week i appreciate you good brother uh the last set of questions here comes from nate the great at psycho nigiri love nate the great uh he is great he truly is great yes he is <laughs> um how would you format the hangman page cm punk title match Oh, God. <laughs> I okay. <laughs> I think they need to have. Um, I, I I think it's very obvious that the um, the voice of the voiceless needs to become the new AEW World Champion. That's the first thing I would say is that that needs to happen. Um, we'll get into that when we get into our segment. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I would say they should just have a straight up great wrestling match, which I think both of them are capable of doing. If they just let them wrestle, I think that could be really terrific. Just no shenanigans. Just let them have a great match. Um, so I would say to do that and have Punk win clean. But now with this random ass heel turn that occurred last night, which we'll get into in a bit, I have no idea what they're going to do now. But that I would say just have a straight up wrestling match and Punk wins clean. Because I think both of them are capable of doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to challenge AEW to do a world title match on pay-per-view without blood. Well, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bad wishful thinking, I guess, on my part. Um, this is how I would do it. Um, if Paige is set on destroying CM Punk, because that was his words, right? Um don't go for the routine of setting up your opponent for the – don't do things that are going to get people pumped up for the buckshot lariat. Because 
I, I like Heyman Page, but him, like Adam Cole at times, kind of rely too much on counter wrestling and making their finishing moves have less importance. When I see six or seven fake outs of a buckshot Larry or super kick or you know what I mean? You know this whole sequence where they fake out their finishing moves because they want to counter each other. Yeah, it's nice to see, and yeah, it's co- competition. I get all that, but a certain extent, uh, when you're doing false finishes, you do multiple attempts of your finishers. Does your finishers mean anything? Well, you got to remember though, Josh. Too WWE does the exact same thing. Like finishers don't matter at pay per views on WWE. Like you think about it, they kick out of the finishers almost every show on a pay per view. Well, I'm talking about this because this is the company that says they're going to do everything that WWE doesn't. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, yeah, I think would it be a cool visual if uh, Paige went for the Buckshot Lariat and then Punk did the GTS? Sure, that would be a cool way to end off the match. But uh, I, I just want to see some psychology. And act, if this could be a brawl and a fight, have it be that way. Let's not have a counter spot fest. That's my bigger point. I just don't think this match needs blood, but AEW can't help themselves. Yeah, of course they can't. <laughs> uh, next question. How much enjoy, how much enjoyment do you get out of XT nowadays? Oh, I, I get my enjoyment in certain ways. Like, I enjoy Carmelo Hayes. I think he's a very talented performer. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, Paisan, how you doing? Keep it moving. <laughs> how's, <laughs> the <school? laughs> how's, how's the family? How's the family? Your Italian brother, Josh. Yeah, so great Paisan. Um, uh, Tony D'Angelo's the man. Um, who else? Like, I, I enjoy, I still enjoy Cameron Grimes. I think uh, the Usos brothers, Solo Sequoia, has a yeah. big, uh, future ahead of him. Um, for the ladies, uh, Cora Jade is very talented for her young age. Shots of her, she's a Chicago girl. Um, you know, Mandy Rhodes is always a delight on my television screen, especially recently. Uh, Tito Stamatelli is a lucky bastard. Um, I, <laughs> um, I kind of like the dynamic of Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett. Um, I like to see Vic be a little bit more loose than trying to sound like Michael Cole, but you know how it is with WWE producing their announcers. So. Right. Um, I, I still get enjoyment. You know, it's this whole these debates about, oh, the black and gold brand was so much better. According to who? You know, like, let's be honest about it. The black and gold brand, yeah, was it cool that it was a super indie with WWE production? Let's call it what it was. Right. You know? I just don't think that's sustainable. And I think that. You know, I understand the purpose of why they wanted to do that. They wanted to have at least maybe a third touring brand for business purposes. I I get all of that. But an issue, and it's not just WWE-related. This is just industry-wide. Your pitfalls of your companies come through the fact that you have no identity. Right. When you get to the point where people are more anticipating takeovers – then your WWE pay-per-views on the same weekend, that's a problem. This is supposed to be a developmental product for what your main roster is. Not, oh, here's a super indie. Oh, let's drop somebody into Raw and SmackDown. Right. You know, I, I, I say this because it's true. No organization, I don't care what entertainment company is, is going to have any sustainable success if you don't have an identity attached to it. Have your have your faults with Raw and SmackDown. I, trust me, I know Raw and SmackDown is not perfect or anything like that, but they have an identity, and I know what I'm watching. 
Right. I watch a lot of these other shows. I, I'll give Impact credit. They've been doing a lot better recently. Uh, <laughs> try to do things on their own accord, but all the stuff with the Forbidden Door and yada, 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 I just, it's not good for the industry, in my opinion, because when you need to lump in other promotions to get more buzz for your own promotion or take ideas from that, what does that say about your own product? Correct. Three years in, I still can't tell you what AEW actually is. What's the lead about it? I don't know. Because we don't know we don't know week to week what we're gonna get. Like we don't know the only storyline that they have consistently been developing has been uh the MJF Wardlow story. Yeah. That's the only one. And you know, and we'll get into this when we get into our segment. Um, but well, you know, with MJF, of course, he's anything he does is gold, and they're turning Wardlow into a megastar. So that that that's a story they're actually doing correctly. But the rest of it, I'm like the undisputed elite story is all over the place. You know, I'm sure we're waiting for Olivier to show back up. And when Roderick Strong finally shows up in AEW, because let's face it, it's coming. Um, That's not going to make a difference. No, it's not. But there's because look how well it's worked out for Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Right. But um, so I, you're right. Like, I just don't know what the identity is. I will say, though, I got a chance to watch NXT Stand and Deliver. And um, I really enjoyed that show. I think Braun, Bra- Braun Breaker has a lot of potential. I think he's terrific. Cameron Grimes is is outstanding. Um, the uh, the Usos cousin, what, what's his name? Yeah, that, that was terrific. I'm on the women's side. You've got Mandy Rose. My God, she has reinvented herself and is fantastic. You got Io Shirai, who is fantastic. Um, I like Cora Jade. Uh, I really think I like what she's doing. So. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of talent in NXT 2.0, so we'll see what happens. Uh, last question for the Q&A this week. Do you think titles change hands too much in New Japan? Um, I'll say they have a lot of titles. I, I will say that, but um, you can pick pick and choose a company. There's a time period where titles just flip-flop all over the place, so I, I can't really say that this company is doing it more than others. Right. Uh, it's just periodic and Depending on where the companies have their programs and fuse, that's just that's going to happen sometimes. So I can't really say that New Japan changes their tiles too much. Uh, they have a lot, so that's just about to happen, I guess. Um, but I want to thank uh, Chris and Nate for um, asking some awesome questions this week. Uh, right now, we're going to get to this week in WWE. I do have an audio clip I want to play in between, but I'm going to pass it off to Brother Carter and have him take over. Let's talk about what happened this week in WWE right here let's, on podcast. Let's let's do that. Okay, let's give some time for the audio qu- audio clip there. All right, very good. Okay, so let's start with this week in WWE, and let's start with um, let's start with SmackDown, Josh, and um, just pull out the results here to to remember what happened there. Um, yeah, I thought I thought this week was a good show. Um, I enjoyed the um, you, continuing to build the Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn, Sammy Zayn stuff. So I think yeah. that's really great. They're gonna. It looks like they're building towards their feud. Uh, this week's edition of SmackDown was mostly just the development of the feuds. You know, obviously getting ready for WrestleMania Backlash this weekend, and um, yeah. So I thought there was some some good stuff there. Uh, yeah, nice to see Raquel Gonzalez finally get. Or sorry, Rick, now Ra- Raquel Rodriguez. My apologies. 
I I love the fact that she's now on SmackDown. I've always thought that she has incredible potential and um, adds to an already stacked uh, women's division on SmackDown. And we'll get into this more when we get into Raw. But, um, but yeah, so I think that I really enjoyed um, this week's episode of SmackDown. I only got to see some clips. I didn't get to watch the full show from top to bottom. Um, right. So I only got to see some clips. But, yeah, just great to see Raquel Gonzalez. Um, yeah, a lot of, good, lot of good stuff from this week's show. So what did, what did you like on this week's show? Well, um, it was good to see the Tribal Chief, of course. Uh, it is always. Great, of course. Always down with the Tribal Chief. I know a lot of people are bummed out on the fact that it's not going to be a, a championship unification match, but uh, I would take a, a bar burger of six-man tag that we're going to have on Sunday as opposed to a a cold main event with two weeks built attached to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I get it. It's last-minute bait and switch. I, I, can get, I wanted to see the Usos and... RK Bro, but here's the thing: you can have that match at Hell in the Cell too. That would be a good Hell in the Cell match to right. actually do. So, um, by the way, if I miss me, is Nakamura hurt? Um, I I don't I don't think he was ever pegged to be the next guy. I think it was more of a to acknowledge the fact that Books got injured. Okay, that week for Mania, but. Yeah, because for me, I thought for some reason I thought that week after Smack uh, the SmackDown after WrestleMania, I, I thought they were going to set up a one-off match with Nakamura and Reigns, which I would have loved to seen. So I've kind of been because Nakamura has always been one of my favorite superstars. So I was I've been kind of wondering what's been happening with him. Wish I wish he would have gotten his opportunity for a one-off with Reigns, but. Maybe he will a little later down the road uh, if, if they do the, the unification thing. But now it looks like it's going to be Drew McIntyre with Roman Reigns. So I, I, I just, you know, we try not to talk about booking too much. But I, I really was hoping that Nakamura would have gotten a shot at Reigns because I think he could have delivered. Yeah, well, the last couple of weeks I was trying to figure out what, what was going to happen with a tribal team at the WrestleMania. But, yeah, it looks more uh, clear that it's going to be Drew McIntyre. And that, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, hubba, hubba, hubba. Uh, Try to derail your train of thought there. Uh, I'm. I tomorrow they're having a tables match with uh, New Day and Sheamus and Rich Holland. I think that's going to be a good match. Uh, what you mean, Josh? They're not having a tables match every week, or they're not using tables every week? They're not. Wow. Bleeding. They're not bleeding. <laughs> so this means this this tables match actually means something, right? <laughs> um. Uh, we can't help ourselves we just can't by the way uh, Ricochet retained over Shanky 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 Veer like I said there's a couple pieces of audio that I wanted to play yep Um, let's check this out here one second here. I got here. It's between Adam Pierce and Paul Heyman from SmackDown backstage. So let's play a little bit of this. Great. Mr. Heyman. Mr. Pierce. I'm sure you have all your little minions running around giving you all the inside scoops from the locker room. But uh, surely you have been apprised by now. Roman Reigns is not very happy this evening. I'm aware. So. I want you to have a good relationship with the Undisputed Champion. And here's what 
I'd like you to do, sir. You know this title unification that you had with the Usos and RK Bro? Slight change. A little bit of an upgrade and an an elevated status and prestige of this match. At WrestleMania Backlash, imagine this. RK Bro and Drew McIntyre versus the Usos and Roman Reigns. I'll have a unification. I just can't change it. Championships. Admire a man who will stick to his principles at the expense of his own career. To give someone like me the ammunition to go to the board of directors and file a complaint that you would deprive the WWE universe of a match at WrestleMania Backlash involving the tribal chief Roman Reigns? Oh, Mr. Pierce, you can and I assure you you will Boom. One, one of the things I like doing here in the Who's Pockets is that we have these clips here to provide context and substance here and um, no matter where you seek uh, decisions going one way direction all cards are dealt through the tribal chief He's, uh, he sets the tone it's his direction of what he wants to do, not the other way around, pal. <laughs> right. So I thought that was cool. Uh, then we had the beat the clock, I quit challenge. Um, that wasn't what it was. I wasn't crazy or upset about that. It was what it was. Right. It's um, fine. It's I. I would. You know. It's. It's. Um. Because I think I'm just trying to look at here. I. I mean, it's. It's good. I, I was. I'm hoping we get to see more of Shotzi and Aaliyah on SmackDown because I think that they're both very talented and we haven't really seen a lot from them recently. You know, Aaliyah had that whole thing with Natalia with, you know, having the world record for the fastest win in WWE history and Shotzi's kind of been off TV for a while. So I hope we get to see them both back pretty soon more and more featured programs. Cause I think both of them are very talented. Right. Especially, um, especially Shotzi. Like she's fantastic. Tomorrow night on SmackDown, we have Sasha Banks against uh, Shayna Baszler. Oh, good. I hope Shayna Baszler knocks her ass out. <laughs> <laughs> knocks okay. out overrated Banks. Let's get into Raw really quick. Yes. All right. Let me pull up my notes from Raw here. Um, yeah. Josh, I thought this was a really good episode of Raw this week. Um I guess just kind of going through it. I, I did have a chance to watch Raw this week, so that was really good. Um, I'd say good brawl to open the show, but <laughs> I, I wrote down, why wouldn't Drew McIntyre sneak up on the bloodline also? I said, I guess the sword wouldn't have made it past security in the entrance to the arena. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, yeah, so that's uh, – I thought the opening brawl was was fine. Um, the other thing I, I said about uh, Raw this week was it seemed like um, – it seemed like uh, Teddy Long was booking the show this week because we had a lot of six-man, six-person matches this week. I think we had three of them. Holla, 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 player. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I thought that was really good. Um, what else? Uh, any thoughts so far? Yeah. Uh, 
the when Roman said acknowledge me and the arcade broke did the RKOs right after I just thought that was uh, some good time there. Was great. By the way, um people I don't know if you noticed this, Josh, with the crowd, people are finally starting to really buy into Roman Reigns. Like he's starting to get cheered again. Yep. Because the crowd is finally realizing, oh wait. Yeah, they're he's finally risen. Oh wait. He actually Oh my god, they're shoving him down our throats. We're gonna revolt. Oh wait, he's actually a badass. And one of the best in the world. So yeah, we should <laughs> Roman Reigns because he's really damn good. See how that works? <laughs> you, don't necessarily, you don't necessarily give the people what they want, you give people what's best for business and they finally jump on board. Oh my god, what a concept. Right. I, I had a couple things that stood out to me. Um, yep. You know, I, I enjoyed that first uh, six-man tag that we saw with uh, Ezekiel and the Street Profits against yep. uh, Kevin Owens at the Alpha Academy. Yep. Shush, please. Shush, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Dude, he's fantastic. He is great. I Chad Gable could be um, – I definitely see him being a mid-card champion uh, soon. Uh, maybe maybe a world champion. We'll see. But Chad Gable is terrific. I have a feeling that um, that Stephanie McMahon is going to come out soon and uh, fire Sonya Deville soon. I I, I wrote down. Um, I think the writing's on the wall with that. Yeah, I I said I I would love to see Sonya Deville just be a regular superstar again because I think she's. She needs to just be in the, in the ring kicking ass because she's a great wrestler and she's great on the mic. So I want to see Sonya Deville as an active competitor full-time and winning championships. You're fired. <laughs> yes. Uh, one more audio clip that we're going to play this segment this week, and we got to give a shout-out to another Canadian uh, mensch, the one and only Edge. Yes. Yes. This was awesome. AJ Styles, don't be a lemming. For once in your life, use your intelligence. <laughs> but, but, I, but I know you won't. That's not the way you're wired. Your heart outweighs your brain. But AJ, AJ, just know, just know that by not staying at home with your wife and kids, by not hugging them tight, you are rushing headlong into pain and judgment and WrestleMania backlash. I said he is rushing into pain and judgment at WrestleMania Backlash. You peons. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I I I have to admit, I wasn't sure what, what this reinvented character was gonna end up being, but this has been awesome. It's been so good. Did you see the clip of him making fun of people uh mocking him and his new gimmick? Yes, I did. <laughs> it was great. I think you started exactly like Cornette. <laughs> That's the Undertaker. <laughs> but no, he's I, he. You said it best, Josh, on Twitter. He is a national treasure. Edge is absolutely fantastic. Yes, and I loved I loved uh, the addition of Damian Priest. I I, I I texted this to you too. Damian Priest has not failed at anything he's done in WWE. The Archer of Infamy was great. Um, when he was U.S. champion, it was really good. I, Damian Priest needs to be a world champion. I'm sorry, but he does. He's fan-freaking-tastic. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, let's get into the Cody Rhodes, uh, Seth Rollins segment because this was my favorite part of Raw this past Monday night. Okay. Um, 
just the story they've been going with. Uh, obviously, they haven't addressed the elephant in the room about AEW, nor do I think they need to, to be no. honest with you. Um, no. But one thing that's really stood out to me from what they've been mentioning is the fact that when they do address the titles that Cody's going after, they keep saying the WWE uh, title. And it makes me think when that time does come for Cody, I don't think he's going to go after both belts. Oh, interesting. Yes. So that that's a way that you can unsplit the titles. Yes. Got it. Because, yeah, you can. That, that's a good point. You can make Cody WWE champion, and then that way Roman Reigns is still the longest reigning universal champion. Right. Ah, I like that. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, Cody and uh, Steph, I, I really enjoyed the segment. And <laughs> freaking Steph is like, <laughs> your dad was not good enough. He was an egomaniac, and so are you. <laughs> He's like, as long as I'm here, you're not good enough to win the title either, pal. Uh, Cody did right. Cody Cutter. I haven't got to the point where I needed to bring up the Jeff Jarrett uh, strut gifs. So, uh, so far, so good. On yeah, the- no, he's been <laughs> well, – and I mentioned this to you earlier, earlier, Josh, but you can just see on his face how happy he is to be back. You know, like he recognizes he's home. He went and made a name for himself, and we gave him a lot of flack uh, when he was in AEW, and he deserved it. Let's yep. be honest. He deserved that flack, but um, – now he's he's went out, he's made a name for himself, he's come back, and he's at the top of his game right now, man. I'm so happy for Cody Rhodes. Yep. I am curious to see this broken skull session. Yeah, and I think that's where they're gonna address a lot of the AEW stuff, I'm sure, is on the broken skull sessions. Um I'm kind of curious to see what Stokel has to say about his WrestleMania appearance. This is yeah. a live thing since uh uh, mania, so kind of curious to see if that's brought up. Um, cool. I have uh, a couple other things really quick I wanted to mention. Uh, our truth yeah. is a national treasure, yes, he is. Uh, I wrote that too. Treasures. Uh, Rawls in Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, this past Monday, so I thought the crowd's uh, decent. Uh, yep. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the Damian Priest AJ Styles match, I thought that was good. I, I, I like that too. I want to say, Josh, to the internet. Bullet Club is not coming to WWE, so just cool your horses. Because as soon as everyone saw the two sweet, oh, God, Bullet Club is back. Ah! Like, oh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Be careful what you wish for. You might just get it. <laughs> you know, Josh, I could see this happening, too. Uh, well, we'll get into this into the predictions, but that may be a very short-lived reunion mm-hmm. this week. So just keep that in mind. Yes. Um well, they're gonna say, uh, shout out to the ladies. I thought they had a killer uh, main event on Raw. Yeah, I, absolutely. And uh, nice to see Liv Morgan uh, waterfall get to get to pick up the dub at the end. So that was pretty cool. I wrote this down too, Josh. Um, all six of those women in the ring at the same time shows you the Raw women's division is stacked. Like you've got Liv Morgan, Oscar, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley, Sonya Deville. You throw in there Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. And I'm a big fan of Dana Brooke, too. So that's a great women's division on Raw. Like, it's really solid. Uh, absolutely. Um, really quick, before we get to our main event segment, let's talk a little bit about oh. – Oh, we got two more things we got to do really quick. Hey, can I just uh, get your thoughts on a couple more things from Raw this week, Josh? Yes, go ahead. What are your thoughts on the Mustafa Ali uh, stuff? Because oh. 
I'm glad he's back. Um, I've always been a fan of Mustafa Ali. Um, I wish he would be a little bit more of kind of a realist in his promos. I feel like he's kind of going reverting back to his old ways with his promos. He's got a ton of momentum right now. So I want him to be a little bit more real, a little bit more kind of like, no, I'm here. I'm a whoop your ass kind of thing. But he seems like kind of cartoonish in his promos. But so I'm happy he's getting his opportunity, but I think he's kind of missing the boat here a little bit. Oh, I'm happy he's back too, but I have I followed tea leaves really well, and I have a couple of people uh, reach out throughout the industry. Uh, he's one of those people when you see these reports about uh, the morale of the locker room being down or whatever, like you'll see that fight bowl here and there. Yeah. He's one of those people that'll stooge that information off to. Oh, I didn't know that. So. For me, I have no respect for performers who can't handle their own business on their own accord. If you need to go to the dirt sheets to have your creative booking sympathy, I don't have respect for that. Kind of the same reasons why I'm indifferent towards Emma Moon. You know, she went on her whole spiel about her being last week and, you know, Prosser Kurtz Van Vliet for the interview and all that. But, uh, She's another one. Like we had, I remember when Matt was on with us, we did that one episode. And then remember, it was like the day before she was talking crap about Sasha Banks and Bailey right. on the backstage show on Fox. You could tell who stooges off on to the dirt sheets for the WWE. You, you could tell that a mile away. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's obviously where Ali and Austin Theory have a program, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Right. Austin Theory, by the way, he's he's outstanding. I'm I am all in. I now see why Vince is so high on Austin Theory. He's got the look, he's got the talk, he's got the ring acumen. Austin Theory is going to be a world champion, no doubt about it. Yeah, he may be a stooge in the con, but he's he's pretty good. <laughs> and he's also going to get paid. So, you know, it's just like, oh, he's selling out. You damn right, he sells out every arena he goes to. So, yep. Uh, the, other, the last thing I'll say about Raw this week, Josh, is I kind of hope Becky Lynch starts to turn into a psycho like her husband. That could make for some really fun interaction where she gets all kind of – because you can start to see she's starting to get kind of like, you know, mentally unstable. So if she can be like that with her husband, that could do some fun stuff with him, with her and Rollins. Well, if they're going to interact with each other on TV, it'd probably be better off with them as heels. than Oh, Bay. for sure. 100%. So – so I agree. Yeah, I enjoy. I enjoyed Raw this week. I thought it was a good show. Yeah, me too. Um, really quick, before we get to our main events, we have two things we have to accomplish first. Okay. First off, we got predictions to make. Oh! And we'll, I'll talk a little bit about what's going on for NXT UK today. So let's start it off with some predictions. All right. Josh, no. I, all right, Josh, this is where Brother Carter takes over whenever we get to the prediction part of the show. So happy to do it. As we've all talked about, WrestleMania Backlash is this um, is this Sunday. Uh, before that, Josh, and I know that we don't really talk a lot about combat sports here, but um, really quick, I want to give a, a shout-out to folks that if we have any UFC fans, uh, UFC 274 is on Saturday night, and I'm really looking forward to that card. Uh, we got a couple, uh, couple of really great fights coming up. Uh, uh, let me pull up the main event. Yeah, Charles uh, Oliveira and Justin Gaethje. Uh, another rematch uh, for them. I think that's going to be a, a just a flat-out brawl. That's going to be a ton of fun. So I'm really looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing Michael Chandler fight, Tony Ferguson. Uh, also looking forward to seeing Donald Cerrone, the cowboy, back in the octagon again. So to everybody, looking forward to that. That's going to be a really great event on Saturday night. 
Now, switching gears on Sunday, WrestleMania Backlash, where we get a lot of rematches from WrestleMania, kind of cleaning up some of the angles before we head into the summer months. So this should be a really good show. Uh, We're going to give our predictions right now. I am reading these in reverse order. Uh, as they are listed in uh, on WWE.com uh, on their page. And we're going to start with uh, Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. This has been very entertaining feud uh, recently. Um, I think Madcap Moss has really started to come into his own, and I'm really, really excited um, for what's happening with this. I've got uh, Madcap Moss winning this match, and then um, Baron Corbin maybe getting rid of the Happy Corbin gimmick and just kind of going back to being a badass. But I've got Matt, uh, Mad Cat Moss winning this match. Who do you have? Um, initially, I was going to go with uh, Baron Corbin because usually when the Bay face has been getting like most of the momentum going into the pay usually the heel will go. So I think tomorrow's SmackDown will be very telling of which direction they'll go with for the ending of that match. I'm happy that they're getting this chance to be on pay-per-view. You know, some people may be indifferent towards – uh, Baron Corbin, but if you can get Riddick Moss cheered, that tells you how good of a heel you are. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm going to go with Corbin as a safe bet, but I would not be surprised if Moss won. Great. Next up, we've got Bobby Lashley versus Omos in a rematch from WrestleMania. Um, I'm going to take Omos here just because I don't think Bobby Lashley needs a win, and Omos does, especially now that he's with MVP. So yeah. I've got Omos uh, winning this match. Yeah, I got Omos winning here. Uh, this might be a referee stoppage type thing. I don't know mm-hmm. if you could try to do some submission or something like that where it's like, read the bell, read the bell, read the bell. <laughs> but uh, I'll go with Omos to beat Bobby Lashley. Great. AJ Styles versus Edge with Damian Priest barred from ringside. I'll go let you go first, Josh. Who you got in this one? Uh, I got AJ Styles here. Um I, I know this would be a grudge feud, and uh, it's very interesting. My picks had to be very cautious because we have a hell to save, hell to sell pay per view uh, next month. So, just when you think a few may be over, it may actually extend towards uh, for hell and sell here in Chicago. Um, so, I say AJ Styles wins this match, but it's not over between those two guys. Gotcha. I'm actually going to take Edge in this match. Um, because even though Damian Priest is barred from ringside, it doesn't mean other folks aren't barred from ringside. So, and I think there's going to be um, a turn, and I I think it's going to be Finn Balor uh, is going to turn and um, join Edge's group uh, Judgment Day. Uh, so I've got Edge winning this match with Finn Balor costing AJ Styles uh, a match uh, going forward. Yes. All right. Next up. Um, and I, we'll go ahead and do this match now because uh, and usually we save the Tribal Chief for the main event, but I actually don't think that this match is going to be the main event. Drew McIntyre and the Raw Tech Team Champions, RK-Bro, versus the Tribal Chief, our Tribal Chief, the head of the table, God Mode, the one, Roman Reigns, and the Usos. Um, who do you got here, Josh? I'll let you go first here. Uh, I got McIntyre and uh, RK Bro. Um, either Drew McIntyre lays out uh, one of the Usos with a Claymore or they do a double RKO spot. But I got Drew McIntyre and uh, RK Bro winning. Honestly, this is a little toss up for me. I think either team can win, to be honest with you. I'm just excited to type this out from a transcription point of view. This should be a bar burner of bar burners. Uh, so. This should be a lot of fun, and nobody knows how to lay out six-man tag matches better than the Trial Chief. I mean, look at the Shields pass of six-man tags. So this should be awesome, but I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre and RK-Bro. 
I'm also going to go with Drew McIntyre and RK bro. I think that um, it's very easy for uh, McIntyre to do, to pin one of the Usos. Reigns can get mad at his cousins and you continue that, that storyline. And then that sets up McIntyre versus Reigns at hell in the cell. So, yep. Yep. I like that. All right. Next up SmackDown women's championship match, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in an I quit match. This, to me, Josh, are, is the two best female wrestlers in the world right now going at it. Um, I, I think there's Charlotte Flair, as we've said many times, is the GOAT. She is the current GOAT, has been for several years now. Um, and I think Ronda Rousey may be the best pure in-ring female wrestler in the world. Um, yes. I'm going to take Ronda Rousey to win the SmackDown Women's Championship here. Uh, I think in an I quit match, it's 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 a safe way to take the belt off Charlotte and to give Ronda an opportunity to to run with the SmackDown Women's Championship. So I've got Ronda Rousey winning and being your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, sometimes I like to see wrestling Twitter burn, uh, so I am going to go with Charlotte to retain uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Charlotte here, and I don't know who needs to say I quit more. Uh, the performers in this match or the defense team of Amber Heard. Ugly. I think the match will be good. I'm curious to see how the match is, how it is, but um, I'm just telling you right now before people, it doesn't make sense. Well, how, 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 how can Charlotte win? Hey, don't be surprised if Charlotte fights Ronda Rousey in Hell in a Cell. I'm just telling you right now. So I'm going to go with Charlotte to retain. Great. And then the match that I actually think is going to be the main event of this show is uh, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. This is one of the most interesting storylines in WWE right now. They've done a great job building this up. Cody has been almost flawless in his return. Um, I think he still needs to knock off a little bit of ring rust. There's been some spots where I've been a little been like, okay, Cody, come on. I need you to step up your game a little bit. Fortunately, he's working with Rollins, who is an elite level talent. And notice what I did there. An elite level talent because he actually is elite and has worked. Now that Cody knows what it's like to actually work with elite talent, you know, he's going to step up his game. Um, I have got Seth Rollins winning this because uh, I think that they can continue this feud into the summer. Uh, Rollins, you know, Rhodes got the the su- surprise win at WrestleMania. You know, you can say Rollins can come back and say, see, I told you so that Cody's not as good as he is. And you can continue this feud into the summer. So I've got Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, the, um, the architect, the visionary, letting us all know why it is in fact Monday night Rollins. I'm going with Cody Rhodes to win this one. Um, I think this is more of a, one-off payoff rematch of a WrestleMania thing. I, I don't see where it's going to continue. Uh, I, I look at more where, where Seth Ross is right now. Like, don't be surprised if Seth Ross turns into a baby face soon. Hmm. The crowds are seeing his songs, and they're all with the whole weird thing that he does, the little shimmy dance and stuff like that. So I think it's a one-off, and then we'll get to more personal grocery for Cody Rhodes after this uh, pay-per-view. So I'm going to go Cody Rhodes to beat Seth Rollins. Awesome. Man, So uh, Josh, for a while, you and I are a bit split on our predictions. So this should be a very fun show this weekend, and I'm very much looking forward to WrestleMania Backlash. Yes. We have courage of our convictions. No. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Before we wrap up this, uh, yeah, 
before we wrap up this week in WWE, I just want to talk really quick about NXT UK, my favorite show that WWE does each week. Um, today we got Miko Satamora putting her NXT UK Women's Title on the line against Isla Dawn in a World of Darkness match. I don't know what in the blue hell that is, <laughs> but I'm intrigued. <laughs> World of Darkness. That's pretty interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. it. Should be a fun match. Uh, and NCUK never ceases to amaze me. Um, you know, coming up soon, they have the 200th episode of NCUK, which will actually be a week from uh, today. Actually, it's next week. Uh, we have uh, Jordan Devlin against. Uh, Elia Dragunov for the NXT UK title next week on NXT UK. And uh, they had a stipulation of the loser, whoever loses that match will leave NXT UK. So curious to see how that plays out. That should be very, very interesting. So that's my thoughts on um, NXT UK this week here on the Hoots Podcast. Um, But yeah, overall, Pretty solid week as usual for WWE. No uh, outside shenanigans, hopefully. Again, um, my thoughts go out to everybody that got released uh, the other day for NXT. You hate to see that, but it's part of the industry. And, you know, nothing in this business is guaranteed or linear. So there's a wide open landscape for professional wrestling for a lot of these performers. And the road doesn't stop from them from here just because they got released. So uh, my thoughts go out to go out to all of them and their futures should be pretty bright. I I'm pretty excited for it. And, um, yeah, it should be, should be a very, very good time. Taking a quick swig of water here. Um, coming up next week. Also, we got uh new Japan's capital collision, which will be taking place in Washington, DC, obviously, they announced a couple of big matches this week uh, on their uh, uh, Twitter feed for New Japan. Uh, they're having Okada and Trent Beretta taking on Jay White and Hikaleo. Also, we got a Fatal 4-Way match for the IWGP US title where Tanahashi is defending the title against, hear this out, John Moxley, Will Ospreay, and Juice Robinson in a Fatal 4-Way match. That's going to be insane. Also... Uh, we got Ishii and Eddie Kingston, and then Minoru Suzuki against Brody King. So that Capital Collision show should be pretty interesting as well. And I'll, don't forget, Impact Wrestling also has a pay-per-view this weekend on Saturday called Under Siege, which you want to check out as well. But all that being said, let's grab all of that and let's give the people what they want, what they've been waiting for. Yes, I, I'll have this set up right now as i got to pull up these clips here. Um, it is time once again to keep the people what they want, otherwise known as what the hell is wrong with AEW. We're gonna start this bad boy off in a three, two, one. Beat your meat, beat, beat your meat, beat your meat, beat, beat your meat, beat your meat, beat, beat your meat, beat your meat. Beep, beep, you're me. Whoa, 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 hey there. Hey, uh-oh. My bad. Let's do this again. 
It's time for What the Hell is Wrong with AEW. What do you this week by sorcerers? <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh my God, Josh! You know what's great about our show? We have a wrestling promotion that writes a segment for us every week, and this week's exception, this week's show, was no different. So, Josh, what the hell is wrong with AEW? I want to start really quick by go ahead. Oh uh, no, you go ahead. I just want to start by talking about a couple of the things that I enjoyed this week. I will say this: the wrestling. On the show this week, I actually didn't mind. I thought actual just the actual in-ring competition this week, I didn't mind. The rest of the show was complete and utter dog shit. Like, it was. It was terrible. So, um, the matches were fine. Um, I thought the, the, the Bobby Fish versus Jeff Hardy was fine. Uh, neither of the competitors really do it for me anymore. Um, I thought, I'm sorry, I thought the, the William Regal promo was actually pretty good. I thought I liked that. I thought that was kind of he's kind of a sadistic bastard, so I like that. And I actually liked the match with Wardlow and William Morrissey. I was glad to see William Morrissey uh, getting his shot in AEW because I always thought he was very talented as well. Uh, the main event was fine. Uh, Mercedes Martinez and Deanna Perrazzo. I thought that match was fine. And that's it. That's all I got. The MJF Wardlow stuff, of course, is gold. I think we, I think we can always know that that is probably one of the best storylines in professional wrestling right now. MJF is uh, is amazing. He needs to get as far away from AEW as possible. That's all I got. What did you like about the show? Was there anything you liked about the show this week, Josh? Um, uh, when Jr. said, "We'll see you next week." <laughs> <laughs> um. I enjoyed um, the Dante Martin uh, Ray Phoenix match, at least the second half of the match, not the first part of it. Uh, it got a little bit of a tumbling fest at the beginning part of it, but I thought I picked that towards the end. Um, what else? Um, you know, I, I was I, I like the Wardlow stuff with Ed Jeff, but like I was telling you last night, I don't give AW brownie points for their Ed Jeff feuds. That's all him, right? It's one thing where we can only pick out CM Punk and Ed Jeff every week as the best things on the show. That's not a good thing. Correct. <laughs> and, um, you know, whenever that moment does happen, uh, it'll be it'll be a big moment and a big moment for Warlow. And I agree with everybody and how uh, Warlow's being presented right over the last couple weeks or so. And uh, that's cool. Um, a lot of my issues this week is just some of the same stuff that I've been bringing up over the last couple weeks. It's just the same repetitive format of the shows. And the only difference this week is that CM Punk was not on the show. So worse. But that doesn't mean that the format is not true. Because usually with AEW, we, we show the flashy new signing or prize object. In the, in the toy chest of Tony Khan. So, see if Punk's not there? Let's start off with Adam Cole, baby! <laughs> I, I, yeah. At least I started off, I mean, it, it, like, again, I, I always have high hopes for Adam Cole, but he what has he done in AEW that has had any significance at all? Can we say that Adam Cole's AEW run been mid so far? 
<laughs> yes. Yes, we can. Absolutely. But yet he struts around like, oh, I'm the greatest thing ever because I'm now in AEW and I'm away. I'm with my friends and we're doing these tumbling matches or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about this last week. They start off usually CM Punk, Blackpool Combat Club, Wardlow, NJF, a spot fest after that. Uh, a Ruby Soho, Britt Breaker backstage segment that goes absolutely nowhere. Uh, another random tag match, and then the main event, something that does has nothing to do with AEW. Um, you just, you, you just booked, every week. You've just booked every Dynamite for the last month. Last two months. <laughs> um, All right, let's get it. Let's get into it. All right. Okay, so. <clears throat> We've got again the, the okay. We had the Bobby Fish Jeff Hardy match. It was fine, sort of. Uh, I thought it overstayed its welcome, but yeah. I, I, I mean, listen, Jeff Hardy needs to give it up, man. Like, I'm sorry, but he just doesn't have none of this. Neither of those superstars do it for me. Like, I think it was it was fine, but Jeff Hardy's getting old. He's having troubles moving. Bobby Fish is average at best. He's generic. He's not anything special. Just because he's allied himself with, you know, the undisputed era or the undisputed elite does not mean that he's anything special. So, fine. Um, okay, uh, let's get into this six-man tag with the Blackpool Combat Club and three people who I, I can't even remember who they faced because it doesn't matter. Oh, it was the Butcher, the Baker, and the uh, weird candlestick maker. Great, I don't even care. It doesn't matter. Um <laughs> Again, that match was fine, but like, apparently, as we've established, anything can happen in AEW and rules don't matter. Because apparently, all six of them just start beating, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club starts beating down everybody in the ring, and the ref just rucks around like, I don't know. Uh, Oh, submission. Okay, ring the bell. Yay. Blackpool Combat Club wins. Like, the hell? Yeah, you know, I I have to say this because this is an industry wide issue, and I know, uh, our guy, referee Tony, will appreciate this. It's bad enough that in most cases that you can't – a singles match in AW can barely keep the attention of the announcers. Like, you can't really um, comprehend and digest what they're doing because it's so much of a spot fest and going nonstop and nonstop and nonstop. But this is an industry-wide issue here. It's not just six-man tags, but it's just general tag matches. I am so tired of the pre-match brawls around ringside before a tag match starts. Just open up AW and just say you don't give shit about the referees. You don't care about the rules. The performers barely even hold the tag ropes if there is a tag rope in AW. And it's so ridiculous. It's like, And I know they get it from New Japan because they do this all the time there too. These stupid sloppy ass Suzuki gun brawls around ringside where we're throwing people in the barricades and we're spending the first ten minutes of the match on the fucking floor instead of doing something in the ring. You know, I'm trying to digest this and comprehend what's going on from a transfer point of view. I can't figure out who's the legal man because we're all fighting like jackasses at ringside. Oh, we'll just pick two random people to get back in the ring and that that'll be how we start off the match. I'm not saying that you can't have brawls before tag matches, but when it happens every fucking week, it, it gets tiresome. And 
again, I all respect to John Moxley and Brian Danson. They do great work, but I'm I'm getting tired of having Wheeler Yuta shove down my freaking throat, man. Like you have a generic wrestler, he bleeds in one match, and now I'm supposed to take him seriously as a superstar. Mark Henry is saying, oh, the Blackpool Comic Club is going to be the next NWO. Get the fuck out of here. God, did he really say that? Yeah, he said that I busted open. Dumbass. Like, uh, and then they do these uh, trios matches every week that overstay their welcome. You, you, want, you know what's cool? You want to make a dominant faction look cool? Let's have a trios match that doesn't take two segments every week. Right, you're just going to beat your down your opponents, and then, and you're telling me that Butcher Blake Baker and the Candlestick Maker are supposed to be legitimate competition for the if the for the Blackpool Combat Club if they're as bloodthirsty and as violent as they say they are. Come on, like they basically went up against three jobbers. Yeah, and then and all their matches are always ending the same, where we have everybody in the ring. The referee's not doing their job to get the people out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have stereo moves and elbows like that, and somebody's tapping the other guy for the victory. It's like, also, it's just there for me. Like, I, am I supposed to mark out for the Blackpool Comic Club because they rip off New Japan? Of course not. But again, that's AEW's ammo, Josh. It's like, okay, what is everybody else doing? Hey, let's do that, and then people will cheer for us because we can't come up with our own storylines we can't come up with our own identity it's like oh that's cool we'll do that oh nwo cool let's that's cool we'll do that and then we'll have nostalgia era from the attitude era and then all these folks will eventually go away because like all right i'm bored with this and AEW will fold because yeah you know yeah that's you know the fans are going to go away but guess what those wrestlers are still going to want to get paid so it's ridiculous it's ridiculous josh um by the way, whatever – again, you know, we're talking about storylines and stuff. I thought Wheeler Yuta was supposed to be feuding with best friends. Where have they been, you know, if we're talking about just storyline? Now, fine, I'm glad best friends are off my television. Yes, but was there ever any resolution or closure to that storyline? Or did I miss something on Rampage or Dark or something? No. So why should I, why should I care now about Wheeler Yuta just all of a sudden coming in and doing this thing? Yeah, when's the last time Brian Danielson cut a promo? I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I, I did buy the William Regal video. That was cool and all. I, I have yeah. no issues with that, but it's just there for me, Burn Cry. I really have nothing to say. I'm not against it. I'm not for it either. It's just there. It doesn't resonate with me. Okay. True. All right, let's go ahead. Um, okay, so next up we have the MJF Wardlow stuff. Again, I thought this was a good match. Um, Wardlow's coming into his own. Great to see William Morrissey. Uh, getting his shot on a bigger stage, you know, uh, like AEW, because I thought he's always been really talented. So once again, Wardlow destroys all of the security for like the fourth week in a row and basically showed us that AEW has no security options and anyone can do anything they want. But we knew that already because rules don't exist in AEW. Um, Also, all of the fans that were in this show deserve to be slapped upside the head for the We Want Enzo chance. Like, they do realize that Enzo is not a good human being, right? <clears throat> I wouldn't go for Baltimore, Maryland to get the answer to that question. <laughs> uh, I will say props to Morrissey, though, for deflecting those comments and, like, you know, making fun of them, uh, the fans. So that was good. But, dude, like, seriously, Enzo is not a good person. We want Enzo. Go the f- again. More proof that AEW fans are. You, you hear Edge talking about sheep and lemmings. There, that's your AEW faithful right there. 
Yeah. That's why I take their reactions with a grain of salt. They are, are, they are lemmings. How about this? William Morrissey is actually a baby face in Impact Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Shows you how much Tony Khan pays attention to Impact. <laughs> that partnership was going to be revolutionary for those. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Josh, the next thing on the show was the Adam Page promo. And so, again, why are they turning Adam Page randomly heel now in this most unbelievable way possible? Like, why are you really expecting me to take Hangman Adam Page seriously as a heel against the best in the world? Like, really? And this wasn't a good heel promo. Like, I don't believe Adam Page one bit as a heel. Was that a main event match to you? No. Does CM Punk and Hangman Page scream pay-per-view main events to you? No. I'm sorry, but Hangman Adam Page, I do not buy him for one second as a credible world champion. I never oh, have. Yeah, the, the sheep encounter, JR and Tony Spelling. Oh, this is going to be a classic. This is going to be a classic. The only chance they have of that being a classic is CM Punk taking charge and – making it a classic that's the only shot they got but like you're telling me that hangman adam page is a credible threat to cm punk no absolutely not um hangman page has been the biggest example of a transitional champion that i have seen in a very long time yeah and they need to get that belt and which is a shame too because i like hangman adam page i think he has potential but i'm sorry his promos are not good he just is he's not good on the mic this I told you this last night. Last night was not a good night for the oh pro wrestlers should have creative freedom uh, crowd. No, absolutely not. So again, let's take a look at our world champions in all of the major promotions. Right, Roman Reigns. Yep. Uh, right. Um, is Moose still? No, it's uh, Josh Alexander now. Yeah, fine. An impact. I believe him as a credible world champion. Hangman Adam Page. Like, do you believe that Paige could go with Alexander or the Tribal Chief? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. You can't go with Okada? Uh, no. <laughs> um, Ishii. Or, or Alexander Hammerstone in MLW. Right. Like, all of those guys would steamroll Hangman Adam Page. So, oh, God. Okay, let's move on. Uh, okay. This is the thing I wanted to talk about. So much, Josh. And we have to be very careful what we say now because apparently there is a wizard oh. in our next. <laughs> the oh, fuck God. was that? Why is Jericho all of a sudden the wizard, Chris Jericho? Like, I saw that and I was like, okay, that's it. I've, I'm over Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho sucks. Chris Jericho sucks. And I can't believe I'm saying that about somebody who has been one of the top competitors for over 20 years. He sucks. He's he's become Matt Hardy. Like, absolutely reduced to relegation. The Jericho Appreciation Society sucks. It's boring. I don't care about it at all. Who are your guys? How about that Cordy intro that they do before uh, Judith's plays? Oh, my God. Like, so, Josh, again, what about the Jericho Appreciation Society is threatening? Jake Hager? Boy, that's going to put some butts in the seats. The only, thing, the only thing threatening about it is how quick I'm going to fall asleep during their match. Yes. 
it ain't Jericho. It ain't Hager. It ain't 2.0. I don't even know their names, what, what they're calling 2.0 now. I don't even care. And Daniel Garcia, like, what do you think, Josh? As soon as I saw the wizard, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I've had enough of this. Well, I, I, first of all, I'm trying to figure out what he's the wizard of. A delusion? <laughs> he's, he, he's the wizard of demographics, Josh. He's the wizard of ratings. He's the, the wizard of the MAGA Wrestling Club. No. That's what he's the wizard of. <sighs> By the way, we got him. We got Cool Hand, Angelo Parker, your guy, Danny Magic. <laughs> Matt Oh, man. This was a shit fest from the cows come home. By the way, I thought this match is actually going to be the main event of the show. Uh, this dude, too. His name the story with Chris Jericho. Outside of his feud with John Moxley, can you tell me what feud with Jericho that's been worthwhile, that's had a long build attachment? Because it seems like every time he gets his new feud, he's adding on another five or four months to the feud he's already doing. Like, I've been... This whole stuff with the Jericho Appreciate Society and Eddie Kingston and Ortiz and Santana needs to end soon. I don't even care if they get to pay you. End the feud already. It's right. not helping anybody. It's it's so ridiculous. And I've been saying this since January that Chris Jericho's need needs to be off of television. I've been saying this since January, and we're in May. This group sucks. Terrible. <laughs> it serves no purpose. They're no. not. They're not doing it because they want to be sports entertainers. It's another knockoff from AEW towards WWE. That's Correct. all it is. Absolutely. 110%. But anyways, this was boring. This was stupid. I've had enough of this crap. Um, uh, it was awful. Okay. Um, all right. The House of Black is awesome. The Varsity Blondes are not. <laughs> and... Why do they feel that Brian Pillman Jr. needs to speak at all? Like, I, and to me, I thought they missed their mark. That would have been a great place. And I've said this for a few weeks now. Julia Hart needs to turn and join the House of Black. I think that could be really good, actually. Um, I've been very impressed. I, I've been very impressed with House of Black ever since they debuted. I think they're terrific. Um, you know, as a group, you know, individually they are what they are, but as a group, I think they're absolutely fantastic. And I would have loved to seen Julie Hart with them. But again, do you really believe that these dark competitors in the varsity blondes pose any threat to the house of black? I don't No, And I don't know why they're still feuding with the death triangle. It's been going on for five or six months. Right. Um, that needs to end too. But again, you have, you have, you have a talent filled roster and, they don't know what to do with it. They're going to put them on TV once every three weeks because they have people they've got to rotate out in and out every week, and I have no reason to care about any of them. You know what AW needs? More factions. We got the Acclaim and the Gun Club working with each other. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Can I retract my comments about the Acclaims now that they're working with with the Gun Club? Please do. They were fine on their own, but now that they're working with these morons, it's all going to go to shit. Uh, I I, re- I officially retract my comments about the, the acclaimed. Oh, God, that was awful. Okay, here's another thing, Josh. Here's another thing. Tony Clown, Tony Klon, 
touted Dante Martin and Ray Phoenix as a dream match. How is that a dream match? What is if you, it's a dream match if you like trampoline spot fest backyard indie wrestling, then maybe. But how is that a dream match on a nationally televised program? A, com- a program that they want to be competitive in the professional wrestling market. Here's your dream match. Dante Martin and Ray Phoenix. And Ray Phoenix didn't even get an introduction. They just said after the House of Black segment, oh, by the way, yeah, Ray Phoenix. And this is your build for your dream match. Like, give me a fucking break. Ugh. We're not watching a television show. We're watching a indie show on television with no format attached to it. Or some of a format or continuity because as far as the whole dream match stuff is concerned, uh, take little to no stock to the stuff that comes out of Tony Khan's mouth because it's it's just grade A homogenized bullshit. And it's just you're doing damage to your performers that you don't need to by opening your mouth that way. Right. Uh, uh, the fifth match on a six-match card that was just mad, something I could have saw on Rampage or Dynam- uh, my bad, or Darker Elevation. Mm-hmm. This fifth match, okay, here's the thing. If this was such a dream match, why wasn't this the main event then? Correct. Instead of an ROH show. You didn't even have your own promotion as the main event of your show. Yeah. Let's get to that. <sighs> we keep talking about Ring of Honor and all the stuff with the Forbidden Door. Okay, it's cool that you got Bobby Cruz. No problem with that. I'm a big fan of Bobby Cruz. But why, if you're going to do ROH, right, why don't you have the referee who have a Ring of Honor logo right. on his T-shirt? I'm not saying you have to change the ring because that would probably take a while. I'm not going to get all crazy about that. But sure. you, can't, you can't change the lighting of the stage to Ring of Honor. Like... <laughs> If it's all about Ring of Honor, you want us to take it seriously, go all in with it. Right. Paul Turner was a referee in Ring of Honor before he went into AEW. So you could have a Paul Turner come out with the Ring of Honor referee shirt on. Sure. And so it's like, a little, right. little things like that. But no, we have to rush out a 10 minute match when yeah. he's looking for a title unification match. And it was just there. That was a big problem, too, Josh. Like, they gave this main event unification match 10 minutes with two top talents. Like, how am I supposed to take that seriously? The crowd didn't care. Which yeah. match- Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and then they went to picture, picture 90 uh, seconds into it. Right. Like, and again, I, I will say I'm surprised because I figured the marks of that crowd would know who Deanna Perrazzo and Mercedes Martinez are. You know, the marquee, like, the stupid ass, again, me and my friend Mark were going to stop watching. You know, that type of crowd. <laughs> I figured we would they would know who they were. I, they were dead, so which I was surprised about. But again, Booker of the Year, pal. Oh God. This is um okay. Two other things I want to talk about real quick, Josh. Man, Darby Allen, boy, did he sell me on his match with Jeff Hardy. Oh wait, he sounded bored as hell. Um, it's fine. Um then the other thing is, and of course we're gonna get a Joker for the Owen Hart tournament. Um it's going to be pockets, I'm telling you. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pockets. The big return of Orange Cassidy in the ring. And, of course, the crowd's going to go batshit crazy because they 
They're lemmings. They're sheep. They 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 have been sold a bill of goods. I'm surprised Dan House is not in the tournament. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! Right. Hey, hey! At least he'll be in the casino battle royal at double or nothing, right? <laughs> One thing's for certain: Hook is going to win that uh, casino battle royal. That, that's definitely going to Hook, happen. who we have not seen on Dynamite maybe once, but once. Oh, yeah. Well, you can see him this Friday at Rampage. Did, didn't you hear? It's going to be at, at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. Did you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, guessing, I'm guessing that's for the NHL playoffs. Yes. So they're going to – yeah, so they're for the NHL um, stuff. But um, anything else, Josh? I've, I'm kind of over this. Um, FTW championship match next week. Woohoo! Yeah, um, don't I, about that. I don't care either. So it... No, well, the thing I want to talk about again is like – more and more, these shows feel like copy and paste. I feel like it's like sometimes um, you'll see websites, uh, they'll copy and paste stuff from Meltzer. Right. You can tell the people who actually take time and writing out their articles like you yep. do. Yep. Uh, um, but there's a lot of people also in this industry that just copy each other with like result pieces. Like I see my transcripts pop up on random sites that I don't work for. Like what? What's what's up with that? <laughs> they at least give you credit. No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> They're probably making money off of it too, which is the thing that pisses me off the most. But um, but still, like you've got these copy and paste formats for Dynamite each week. It's not getting me more excited for Double or Nothing. They're trying to jam so many different things that you can't catch up with what you what the overall direction of the company is. Should I be focusing on? Double or nothing, or the Forbidden Door. Like, what's taking more precedent? I think Tony Klon, it's the Forbidden Door. He cares more about that than he cares about his own pay per view. Yeah, and that pay- and double nothing is going to be in Vegas. You need to do something to sell out the crowd. Like, I I don't know how ticket sales are out there yet. I, I don't look at that info. No, but I hope it's going to be a good show. I, I think on paper it has potential to be a good show with. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. I think that's actually going to be a really good match. Yeah, that'll be a good match. I'm looking forward to that. Um, what else has been announced? MJF and Wardlow will probably get their match, so we'll end that feud. That'll be good. Young Bucks and Hardy Boys. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> you know it's going to be touted as a dream match. Of course. <laughs> the two greatest tag teams of all time. Finally, will probably a ladder match, too. I've had enough of this. Anything else, Josh? No, uh, bro, Carl, I'll let you play this clip here because on that note, <laughs> this is what the hell has been wrong with AW. Let's get us out of here. If it's Danhausen, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got the clip? Oh, oh, you want me to play it? Oh, sorry. Okay, I thought you had it. Sorry, let me uh, let me get us out of here. Sorry. I thought you had, I thought you were getting us out of here. Hang on just a minute. I'll take a I'll you I'll get you five I'll get you five points back in your performance evaluation because I screwed this up. All right, let's get out of here. This has been what the hell is wrong with A E W. Hey, Jericho the Wizard can work with Danhausen the Cursor. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
I think the only wizard Jericho is good at is the wizard from the Bud Light commercials that turns everything into Bud Light. I'm telling you right now, I think we may have to take a hiatus from that segment if Jericho ever has a program or a match with Dan Housen. I'm telling you right now. Wizard. I don't think I'll be able to contain myself to do a segment that week if that ever happens on my television screen. Which I know is probably going to happen too. Of course so. it is. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. <laughs> this has been a, a fun birthday week edition of the Hoops Podcast. Before we head out, I think it's time for Josh's performance evaluation. Yes, yes. Josh, um, I give you an A- minus for your performance evaluation. I thought you did very well. I didn't appreciate you coming on and giving me a hard time at the beginning of the show. So you got five points for that, but I give you a little bit back because I forgot to play the exit clip. I give you an A-, minus, so not bad, but you still have some work to do, my friend. I, mean, I want to see it better next week. All right. Duly noted. Yeah, thank you. I'll be back. Hey, I'll be back next week. Uh, so, just saying. Yep, uh, Brett Carter and I will be here next week to uh, review uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Yep. Uh, the week after that, which will be the 19th, yes. May 19th, uh, which also has some wrestling history, which maybe I should bring up why but uh the may 19th episode i'll be taking off um so you guys may get a good brothers edition of the hoots podcast where um you may get to see burt carter see who else we get line up and do that show with burt carter but uh burt carter like he said his uh uh semester is coming to a conclusion very soon and um We'll get more Brother Carter as the summertime goes here on the Hoops Podcast. Woohoo! Glad to be back as always, my brother. Should be fun. Yes, today was a blast as always. Uh, make sure to uh, check out Brother Carter's work at DerekStoughton.com, first and foremost. Thank you. Uh, check out his work at WrestlingRumors.net. You can follow me on Twitter at Derek Stoughton. I'm at Twitter and Instagram at Josh Silva's Media. Make sure uh, to go ahead. Follow me on Instagram at Derek06 as well. Yes. Derek with a D. Yes. Uh, also, uh, don't forget uh, to bookmark ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com if you want to see my wrestling transcripts. Uh, appreciate that. It really means a lot to me. And um, also, uh, make sure to leave us a four or five-star uh, five review and rating on Apple Podcasts if you guys use Apple Podcasts. And make sure to subscribe to the show. Because you free charge, we're not on Patreon. We don't have <laughs> – we're not behind a paywall. You know, this show comes to free charge. We see from the heart and – I know there's a lot of things going on around the world today and a lot of the scuttlebutt about the abortion trial and stuff like that. And uh, I had a little song in the intro for the audio version of the podcast this week that will uh, shed a light on that. And I just want to let you guys know that uh, nobody has the right to dictate what you do in your life. That's right. I, I, I say that for a reason. That also applies to women as well. Uh, nobody has the right to say what you guys should do with your own bodies or anything like that. Uh, Absolutely. Right. I, I, be, I believe that 100% is true. And um, I just want you guys to have a clear head. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful Mother's Day weekend as well. I hope you guys enjoy Backlash as well. And there's a lot of things. Wrestling is <laughs> getting hot towards the summer. And we got a lot of big stadium shows coming up this summer as well. It should be pretty cool. But uh, we'll be here to document it right here on the Hoops Pockets for episode 308. So for Brother Carter... I'm Joshy. This has been SO308. Happy Cinco de Mayo. We'll talk to you all next week. Yes, sir. I put a curse on you as the wizard. Woo! <laughs>